Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. All sorts of fun topics this week. We're going to dust the fingerprints on Megan's new Instagram page. We're also going to talk about Oprah Winfrey's surprising partnership with Prince Harry. Dust the fingerprints. Do you like that? I'm like going through a real true crime thing. I don't know if that actually worked or if I used that phrase correctly, but we'll see. The fine actor I am, I just went with the dialogue and I think it worked great. That's how much trust you have in me. You didn't even question it. And it wouldn't be a Coachella weekend if Leonardo DiCaprio did not show up incognito, vape in hand. So we are also going to get to that. Um, And we're very excited because we essentially have a Coachella expert in the studio with us, our producer, Brett, who has been there once and will (laughs) tell us the tale. He'll give us some details. I'm excited to, I feel like we haven't talked about Leo's antics in a while. I'm excited to see what he's up to. Um, all right, but first, the fingerprint dusting begins. Woohoo! Megan, I'm really, I feel like Megan's and Harry's, I guess, I, I mean, adding the Harry feels almost like a afterthought to the um, description, to his to the Instagram feed they have now. I feel like it's going to just keep providing joys for us to talk about. Uh, I hope this so. Instagram feed is really delivering. So, as all of you know, the Sussex Royal Instagram account launched. Who can remember a time before it? But I guess it's been, what, two, two <laughs> weeks or something? Um, so after saying that, I will say that because, especially because they haven't been making that many appearances and Megan, we're kind of just waiting for baby Sussex to arrive. So far, the account has been mostly, Julia, is this fair to say, it's been pretty all business. It's sort of, it's a lot about their philanthropic work. Harry's made some appearances, but I wouldn't say we've gotten so much yet that is like behind the scenes or particularly revealing yet. Right. Which could right. just be where, you know, it's the slow roll into this. So I don't think we should be too impatient about it. I think we have lots of time to go. The one thing that she's doing that I'm just assuming Megan is like literally like has like seven monitors behind her desk <laughs> where she just like games out what to be doing on this Instagram feed. That's how I picture it. Like some sort of NASA um, operating kind of room or something where she's yes, figuring with- out the exact time and captions to post everything. Um, but she has been doing a good job, I think, of working in some images and things that we haven't seen before. Like that one photo of them with the elephant comes to mind. There was another in that first post, the last one where they're looking out on the um, crowd. So I feel like they're being a little bit smart about what they're including. I feel like I'm doing a backdrop here as if it's like a TED talk or something, like building (laughs) up to my case. Um, So then this global baby shower, they kind of without... I don't know. I, I don't know exactly where it or originated from, but these like Megan Harry fan sort of accounts were posting different charities and different causes that were important to them and asking people or, or encouraging people to donate sort of as like part of this global digital baby shower. And Megan and Harry acknowledged it on the Instagram feed. And then they did a follow up a few days ago where they posted about sort of exactly how much they were able to donate and with the money that they raised what 
an ingenious spin from that baby shower, Manhattan baby shower. Again, Olivia Pope, we see your work behind the scenes. Wow. I, I thought that was so savvy. And also um, Elizabeth Holmes, who does a lot of really good royal commentary. I was l- looking at her feed yesterday. I'm sure a lot of you guys follow her on Instagram. If you don't, it's a good follow. She was posting... Um, like they were using on the language of philanthropy, like they kept using you to, cause, which is apparently makes you think about like what you're personally doing to help the cause, which is like fundraising 101 apparently. Okay, anyway, so all of a sudden, like today, I'm not really sure why it was so coordinated. All different news outlets came out with posts about how um, like sleuths and royal watchers are now sure that Megan is behind the account and I love this so much. Their people.com did the three subtle clues that Megan is behind the account, meaning that like she's actually doing the posting, which we've always just assumed, Julie. So I feel like this isn't right. really like new intel or anything. But I love that it's being like promoted as some sort of like huge news break. Also, I love the Daily Mail saying Royal Watchers have gone into a frenzy after spotting captions on the new Sussex Royal Instagram account that they believe have been written by Megan. So here are the three clues. I love this sort of like Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew style reporting that people and Daily Mail did. Uh, So the first is the American spelling of words. One of the captions uses the word organization with a Z instead of an S. Similarly, re-energized instead of re-energized with the S. They use the word programs with one M instead of two. Julie, how much do you feel like this is a clue versus just how they're trying to communicate to a global audience. It's notably different than I believe the Kensington Royal approach to spelling. Right. Well, it's just, even if Megan isn't the one who was writing these captions, that makes it even more pronounced because I feel like someone would have said there would have been a discussion. Yeah. Like where's in terms of the copy and the copy and fact checking arms of the Megan branch here. Okay, and then so there's also other Americanisms. Julie, I feel like this was a big tell to me. Instead of using the word nappies, which I guess is what everyone in the UK would say, they refer to diapers in one of the captions. Love that we're really getting into the weeds here. Also, they when they when they talk about donations, they say whether a $5 that they use dollars before pounds which they use both, but the fact that they use the dollars example before the pounds example seems kind of notable, like you're leading with the American version of the monetary unit. Um, And then Daily Mail, this might be a first, doing a grammar analysis, noting (laughs) that one of the captions uses the Oxford comma, which apparently is not done in the UK regularly. Oh, my God. Did the Daily Mail interview some sort of grammar specialist? I am obsessed with this kind of spelling, grammar, diction breakdown. Them getting that micro of all the sites. I I never thought it would be the day that we'd be reading in the British tabloids about Oxford comma usage um, (laughs) to kind of do some sort of, like, mysterious scandal break. I mean... Okay, I I find this all convincing, but I actually think the third clue is the one that I think is the most revealing, which is that it's right. They're regularly using emojis in these captions, which has not been done in the other royal accounts. And this one to me seems super telling. They use the camera emoji to credit Harry. I don't know why, but that just strikes me as such a Megan thing to use the camera emoji to give photo credit. Right. And 
they end, another caption ends, or I think a few of them with the red heart. That feels so Megan. It just feels very Megan. To write like a personal caption about donations and philanthropy and then ending it with that red heart. I feel like that's how she ends her text messages. I feel like she ends her emails like that. I feel like she loves a just single red emoji at the end. So to me, that's actually more than even the American spelling and Americanisms, the sign that this is actually Megan. Right. And I love that Megan is intent on kind of Americanizing their brand a little bit. Well, yeah. So I think that's what's also interesting to me is do you think she is doing this as sort of a way? I mean, she's and also like this, their child is going to be she assuming they go through the right paperwork. I think at the beginning, an American citizen joint with a UK citizen. Like, I feel like she's doing this in a nice way to kind of be more, it's, it's, it feels inclusive to do dollars and pounds, to do the right. different spellings. It's not, it's not what we're used to, but I kind of feel like it's nicely kind of open. Agreed. And we're going to get to a little bit later, Harry's partnering with Oprah. Yeah. An things. American on another international collaboration. Though, okay, but I, I obviously can't get through a segment like this without doing the devil's advocate point. Ugh. So this was the only thing that tripped me up a little when I was looking through this. So Megan... Here's my thing. I feel like she's such a good study. She's so savvy. And I feel like she takes her assignments very seriously. So I feel like the only thing that's confusing me a little here is that I feel like she would consciously try to use Britishisms and not... I feel like she's trying to do in general exactly what like the royal protocol dictates. Not like she's following it to a T, but she's trying to kind of, you know... She's in this different role now and she's kind of acclimating to this role. So to me, I feel as if it seems almost like unlike her to me somehow to go against the grain and like use Americanisms in a way that would call attention to things being a little off. I agree. So that's the only thing that I'm not confused about. I'm a little confused about. But also it's insane that I'm like thinking through like the double backwards, like like just trying like just, like thinking that she's trying to psych us out. So like it's psyching me out or something. But I don't know. Who really knows? Uh, also, the Daily Mail notes that on the events that just Harry has gone to, I think there have been two recently where Megan isn't present. The captions, quote, tend to follow with more traditional British English spellings. Oh, my goodness. Now, I love that the Daily Mail is getting into, like, the different linguistic analysis of the various captions here. But that's interesting to me because why wouldn't she be wanting to keep everything consistent? That also doesn't feel like Megan. Right. I and when, know. Ha- when, when Harry goes alone, she's like, hey, like, I don't need to look at this one and deletes the email that, like, has her proof it. Like, that seems a little strange. Right. Are there different secretaries? There are different assistants publishing and in oh, charge maybe of the different captions? That could be it. It's going to be interesting when she's making appearances regularly again, if the tenor of the captions will change at all. Interesting. Like, for example, if she had been running this Instagram account when the banana messaging thing happened, how she would have presented that on Instagram. Good call. It'll be telling also to see what the grammar is when they announce when they the baby that first. I mean that's going to be everything I feel right. like I feel like when we see how that's presented I mean there's no way she's not in charge of that post I feel like that's the biggest post of them all right um, I feel like she already has it written yeah I agree uh okay other fun details here Julie I feel like you would use this style sometimes it says the Sussex Royal account features slick 
white borders. They give it a stylized oh look. I feel like your Instagram what a account. Compliments. If you if you guys don't follow Julie's personal account, is it private? I don't even know if you want people following you. Um, but follow me. Yes. Uh, I feel like you. She's a great. You're a great photographer, and I feel like you use that white oh border kind of thing a lot too. Josh, this um, is like the hugest <laughs> compliment you've ever paid me. That I would be capable of such sophisticated social media tactics as Megan. Megan should do a regram of some of your posts is essentially what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but they note, this is from, I can't remember if it's for People or Daily Mail, sorry, but it says that this is in contrast to Prince William and Kate Middleton's account, which does not feature the slick white borders. Um, I know. I'm so curious if Kate is studying Megan and Harry's account and is like shooting her assistant screen grabs, telling them they need to up their game. Yeah. Well, that's actually was my final question for you here, which is, so presented with all this evidence, do you feel what what's your take now that we've gotten these quote unquote three subtle clues? Are you just equally as convinced that Megan is involved? Do you feel this is my theory, which is I feel like someone else does a draft and she doesn't edit. That's my take. Right. I don't think she's actually kind of typing away each caption. I bet for the important ones she would, but I think for just the run of the mill stuff, I feel like she gets to look at an email. That's my guess. Right. She just, yes, she seems like the kind of person who wants to have a final look yes. at everything. So I feel like, she, and, then, and maybe she writes back, let's add an emoji at the end of this one. Let's get rid of the exclamation point on that one. But I feel like that's her role in kind of how the Instagrams come out. Yes. Or like, let's slot in a different photo here. Um, right. And then my question, my last question is, do you think Kate has ever looked at the Kensington Palace Instagram? <laughs> I feel if I had to bet money on it, I would say that she has looked at it, but she hasn't like pulled it up on her own. Like some aide has, has shown said it to her. her. Yes. What would you say? I agree with that. I feel like she only looks at it in quote unquote business context. Like I don't think she's just at home looking through it. I do think she has a secret account of some kind. Right. I don't really know though. I feel, or or she has she logs into a friend's or something because I just feel like there's no way she's not looking at Instagram. I think in general. Right. I um, agree. But I don't think she's as interested in kind of crafting the um, palace account. I don't know, but yeah, we we all wait to see when this uh, baby arrives. How it will be? Will there be like an Instagram story along with the post? I just, I'm so curious. What sort of comments are we going to get on this post? Right. I feel like the air is going to change around us. We'll feel something that just knows this baby has been born. It would be really crazy if the way we find out is through the Instagram. I guess that probably won't be. It's possible, though. I don't though. know. It's I possible. feel like in Megan's mastermindery. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how Beyonce does it. That's how others do it. So, you know, I don't think it would be sort of so wild so other in other megan moves or harry moves i guess i should say oprah her pal and wedding attendee and harry have teamed up i know this speaks to me it's just really interesting how much harry has kind of taken a step aside to really establish his and megan's own separate brand between the move to windsor the Instagram feed, the baby, and now it was announced that he partnered with Oprah 
on an Apple project, which I love that Prince Harry and Reese Witherspoon <laughs> are now are like colleagues. Somehow, right? Isn't that crazy? I know. Will they meet at like the next Apple Upfront event or something? I hope so. But last week it was announced that the Duke of Sussex and Oprah partner, their co-creators and executive producers on a mental health series launching in 2020. The pair have been developing it for several months now. Oprah spoke about how it came about. She said, I was having a conversation with him. I actually asked him, what do you think are the most important issues facing the world right now? He said there are two, climate change and mental wellness, mental fitness. As you know, he's spoken about his own issues and what he went through after his mother died and how being able to talk about it has benefited him so. And so it's a passion of his, but his response gave her an idea. At the end of the conversation, I said, I'm going to do this thing with Apple. It's a big concern of mine, too. I want to try to erase the stigma. And he said at the end of the conversation, if there's anything I can do to help, I go, as a matter of fact... Okay, as lovely and insightful as this is, where did this conversation take place? Did it happen at the reception of the wedding? Like, I would love a few more details. And my kind of question, which you note here, too, is... I'm just interested in what Megan's role was in all of this and why she's not involved. And her name was conspicuously absent from the entire press release about this partnership between Harry and Oprah. And Oprah obviously met with Megan's mom. She went to the wedding. Gail King went to the baby shower. I just am a little surprised that also Megan, I mean, this isn't obviously an acting project, but Megan has like entertainment roots, clearly. So wow. I'm just kind of surprised that Megan, I mean, obviously she was involved. We like, how could she not have been in some way in this coming together? But the fact that she's just absent from the kind of explanation about it is curious to me. What do you like? I don't even know what to make of that. It's curious. But again, I see Megan's fingerprints on all of this just because anything Harry does, I feel like from this point forward, yes, Megan has had a, she's his cons, how do you say it in the Godfather? Yeah, yes. I don't know if I really nailed that. (laughs) But I think this was a savvy move of Megan's because I think if her name had been attached, there would have been a lot of skeptical, cynical reports about how she was using her marriage to kind of further her career in producing even outside of Hollywood. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, And, And also, this is pretty good for Harry's brand, I feel like. Also, this does a lot to kind of... I mean, already Megan has helped his brand so much, I feel. And he's kind of shifted the whole perception of him from this like party playboy type to this kind of serious George Clooney-esque, like, I don't know, whatever. Um, And I feel it's almost like the fact that she's not involved, you're so right. It kind of allows her to be in that mix of it, but she's not going to, you know, she's letting Harry kind of have the shine of this one kind of. Well, right. Also, it's incredible to me. Remember, was it a year ago when we were talking about that whole picnic table summit between Kate Middleton, Prince William, and Harry? They did some video to promote heads together. But compared to that, like, that seems like some bootleg, like, student-made film compared to this, like, huge project partnering with Oprah and Apple. It's so true. This is as kind of turbocharged as it gets. You're doing an Oprah project with Apple. 
on mental health versus that homespun like Kickstarter movie that they did with Kate and William. Well, right. I yeah, mean, I this could be considered for awards. This could be. It's who knows kind of. They... It's. I don't know if it's the Apple part of it or the Oprah part of it, but doesn't this seem? It's just so not what you would associate the royals doing for a project. Well, no, but also I feel like this would be something in Prince Charles's dreams to have a profile, <laughs> something as high profile. And maybe I was going to ask you mm. what you thought of William and Kate not being involved, but they're very careful about, especially the direct heirs to the throne of not aligning themselves too much with Hollywood and too much with celebrities. Yeah, do you, I feel like this think- is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask what you thought. Yeah, no, I feel like this is exactly, that's probably it, maybe. I do feel like Harry and Meghan have this ability to obviously be less constrained by the, you know, protocols of being in line to the throne since, you know, William's obviously in direct line, Harry isn't. There's that, but then I also just do not see William and Kate wanting to do... I mean, I guess I'm a little unsure how much Harry's on camera in this or what his role specifically is, but is he on camera? No, he won't be. Will he be like they narrating? Don't, they don't clarify. Yeah, they I don't would clarify love. That. But I mean, I would love that too if he was like a Chris Harrison, Ryan Seacrest style host or something. <laughs> <laughs> like like introducing each episode and like bringing you behind the scenes. Um, I think it just doesn't seem like William and Kate's thing at all. Like Harry and Meghan seem so much more into this kind of thing. Right. Um, so I don't know if they, I feel like they may, I don't know. Do you think they even ran it by them? They must have ran it by them. They must have had to run this up the flagpole to the queen. Um, I love the queen getting this at her desk and being kind of just perplexed. <laughs> right. I know. But just this, this partnership with an American of such influence just is very impressive to also, me. Also interesting that it's being announced so early Right. Or not or not so early, but it's just kind of this isn't coming out till twenty twenty. Because all the details were so vague. Oh, very vague. And I'm not even really sure exactly what we we're just saying. We don't know who's on camera, who's involved, who's doing what. I just am interested in why they felt like they needed to get this out there now. Right. Again, I think it's all part of Megan's, Megan's mastermind. Masterminding. Like, look how I don't know. Also, I, I, I totally, I'm, just, I'm with you. Like, where did these meetings happen? Oprah flies to London covertly like that and go, gets, what, taken in black cars to the, like, Frogmore estate or something? Like, I just don't even know how that happens. She said that like, she's had several... Like, tinted windows or something? Like, yeah. Well, right. Does she have a code name? <laughs> like, whenever she's on the phone, does he say, like, does I the I guess that could say... be one reason for getting it out there early if they want to make it less just they don't have to worry so much about keeping it a secret i don't know right well so oprah said that the pair have had several clandestine meetings in london and they've worked out a few of the details she said he's a great partner and i want everybody to know that first of all i don't do or engage in anything unless i'm giving a hundred percent and he feels the same so he is a great partner in helping us decide who we're going to interview how it's going to be interviewed what subjects we're going to be covering. My God. Well, also, did you see her defending Megan again? I'm pulling it up. Yes. Because then I think it was in that same interview that she did about this with Gail King, who obviously was at the baby shower and has kind of become their buddy. She, she Oprah goes, I think she's being portrayed unfairly, and I feel that if people really knew her, they would know that she is not only everything that we perceive her as being, 
graceful and dynamic and holding that position, but she just has a wonderful, warm, giving, loving heart. I see all the crazy press around her. I think it's really unfair. This isn't an, has Oprah ever, I mean, I guess she probably has, but that is an intense, glowing quote, and you're getting that from Oprah. Right. George Clooney. George Clooney, Oprah. Oprah, like this is unprecedented to me. Ugh. Imagine Oprah and George Clooney coming to either of our defenses for anything that happened in our lives, Julie. <laughs> you can just like shoot them a text when you need like a glowing statement. God. Uh, it would be well, have to ration it out like over the next ten years. Um, okay, so I don't know. I feel I'm interested to hear more, I guess. Also, this whole Apple TV thing all seems very mysterious to me. Right. It's a little mysterious, but I'm excited about it. Oprah said that they want to normalize mental illness to the point of everyone can say they have it. I'm also excited to see if Prince Harry is going to help promote this. Do they even need to promote this? Are they going to make surprise appearances at like the Emmys to present together and plug their new Apple series? Can you imagine like Julie and I for any new TV project get emails from publicists about junkets and who's available to interview? I would love (sighs) if you get a junket email like Harry and Oprah setting up camp in a hotel somewhere for a Saturday and you come by (sighs) for a 15 minute slot. I mean, yeah, I don't, will, will they, will they do, tradi- I feel like they'll have to do some traditional promotion for this. Right. I mean, already the, the Sussex Royal Instagram account posted a missed opportunity, I thought, to not post Oprah. The, the visual was just a kind of stylized press release that they did in sort of a oh, interesting really? font. Yeah. But it wasn't even a slideshow where you could see, you know, Oprah at the wedding or Oprah and Harry or whatever. Um. It was just like a text post. Um, but I am curious if they will, when the show comes out, will they use that to do trailers and clips and things like that? Probably. Interesting. Probably. It's also so savvy because it lines up with their causes. So it kind of doesn't feel... I read somewhere that the Daily Mail, obviously, some columnist took did a takedown of this whole project over the weekend. Um, but I didn't read it yet, so oh I can't goodness. comment on it. But I feel like they're, they're, the Hollywood complaint with the Royals comes up, and I feel like this is a good way, a smart way, if Megan had this thought or Harry or whatever. But like they kind of avoid that a little bit by making it about their pet cause, you know? It, it, it's, it's savvy. Very, very savvy. All right. So... I don't know how to do this transition. Remember when we used to have to do such wild transitions back in the day? We really tried. <laughs> from from Oprah to Leah, what's that transition? I don't know. Well, I'm just going to start with the way Julie starts this in the thing, which is, <laughs> will anyone love me as much as Leo loves a music festival? Ain't that the question? <laughs> we need someone to make that into one of those uh, meme Instagram kind of comments that you can regram and repost and stuff. Right. He just really, for a celebrity of that magnitude who would presumably hate going out in crowds, yeah, especially he, crowds with people taking selfies all around him. I mean, would that I'm in my mid-40s one day and just going to music festival year after year unbothered. If I see you with a bandana around your head, Cami Marone at your side... I feel like Cammy Marone at my side is the more <laughs> likely, like, as my like, best friend or something, like, going out on the town. Um, 
Cammy, call me. I'll, I'll, I want like all the Leo. <laughs> the fact that Cammy hasn't given some sort of interview yet about like dating Leo and her career is wild to me. I mean, maybe Leo had her sign some sort, sort of, of NDA. NDA. Yeah, I just have the same thought. Leo was spotted Friday night, early Saturday morning at the Poppy Google Midnight Bloom after party around 2.30 a.m., where he was sporting his usual incognito getup, a dark hoodie, a hat, sunglasses. Paris Hilton, Nick Young, Trey Young, and even Cuba Gooding Jr. was there. I love all the Coachella party reports because they read like these branded... Mad libs, kind of. Mad libs, exactly. A few other reports about Leo... He also, he hasn't missed a single neon carnival since its inception and was spotted chatting with event director or event creator Brent Bolthouse. The two were overheard discussing the new layout and setup and the expansion into Weekend 3 as Bolthouse jokingly asked DiCaprio if he had plans for April 27th. The remainder of the night, DiCaprio kept a low profile, remaining incognito in his hooded sweatshirt, hat, and glasses while getting cozy with Cammy, and dancing to the sounds of DJ Ruckus. I feel like you deserve some kind of Pulitzer sort of commendation for just delivering a paragraph with the phrases Neon Carnival, DJ Ruckus, <laughs> and Brent Boldhouse with like a completely straight face and no sign that you didn't know exactly what those things all were. Thank you. Thank you. I, I tried to involve Also, some I confidence. cannot get over that they were able to uncover this detail that Boldhouse asked if he had plans for April 27th. Well, obviously, this came from oh, um, Women's Wear Daily. Specifically I think Bold House turned the, around. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you're right. I didn't think that through. <laughs> um, well, let's cut to our own producer here, Brett. So we're now joined by our producer, Brett. Hello. Um, so I feel like this is a good time. Uh, my first question is, have you ever heard of the Neon Carnival slash have you ever been? No. Okay. What? That sounds you, British. <laughs> it does sound <laughs> British. Uh, I'm sure Harry's been to a neon carnival or something similarly named. Do you? Um, so Brett informed us right before we start to record that he has been to Coachella once, which is one more time than Julie or I have been. <laughs> so he is now our resident expert. You're essentially, um, I don't know, who's an expert in something that we can compare this to. Uh, what year did you go? I was thinking after I told you that I've been there before, I was like, it was a long time ago. And I looked up and it was 2008. So, oh my so I'm even qualified to talk wow. about it. So you were, wow. We're you, so old. We are all so old that Coachella <laughs> has been going on this long. I didn't even realize it's been going on I looked at the flyer and what's funny was cer- certain names that were in the smaller print, like Mark Ronson and, you know. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Who were the, do you remember or did you just see who the headliners were the year you went? Portishead, Kraftwerk, MIA, um, Pink Floyd. So I feel wow. like one of the interesting yeah. things, which maybe you can speak to, Brett. I love how I'm interviewing you with this. like six, like sixty minutes or something. Um, do you? I feel like it's gotten so much more commercial and celebrity-ish and mm. brand-heavy. And I feel like you would not see Ariana Grande headlining and Haley Baldwin and Kendall Jenner running around 10 years ago. Am I right in that? Like, do you feel like it's gotten mm. very different? Was it different when you were there? Yeah, probably. When I was there, there was a very cordoned off VIP area where people were had wristbands drinking and not listening to the music. 
and that was that was like where all that stuff was going on so i don't know interesting did you run or see run into any celebrities no definitely not but i feel like when i heard you guys talking about it i was thinking it would make total sense if you were in the crowd and you're on a psychedelic or a some sort of hard drug, and you're like, oh, there's Leonardo DiCaprio, because that's what happens to you when you're on these kinds of substances. Yeah, you know? you're not. Oh, really? You hallucinate celebrities? Julie's like ready to check in to <laughs> try some. <laughs> the moment you take acid is when you would like run out to someone that you dated like 10 years ago. Like, that's just like mm. what happens, right? So if you if Leonardo was dancing next to you, and then you would be like, oh, that's totally... You wouldn't, it wouldn't strike yeah. you as right, odd. right. Um, wow. I, well, that reminds me of a video I saw yesterday. It was like Justin Bieber, Billie Eilish, and James Corden, I believe. And they were all in this sort of, do you see this, Julie? They were all no. in like a VIP area of some kind. And it just struck me as exactly what you're saying. It's like, what a weird trio of people. And I feel like you'd think that was a dream if you wandered into that. Yes. Um, At- after that experience, was it fun? Like, did you make a vow to yourself that you was you were never going to return? Yeah. Oh, out of festivals, I thought it was phenomenal because really, of the, yeah, very cool and comfortable. I could see why someone like Leo would want to go if you were going to go. Everything you oh hate about gosh. festivals, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Where did you stay? Like a house kind of thing? in Palm Springs. Oh, uh, you everyone stays. In it was wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful. So why? Wow. You'd like a shower and everything. Yeah, we would. Um, it's very deserty. The day is very hot. So at night, you could basically just like linger, go to the festival late afternoon, and it's gorgeous. Wow. I mean, you can you... be at a festival not sweating, not smelly. See, this is, if, <laughs> I wish I had known this previously because my worry has always been that you're kind of, I don't know. Like in a tent. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you go full Coachella fashion? Did you wear anything? Oh, yes. No, what is like, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, neon, a neon bandana or a mesh top or what's Coachella fashion, Julie? Like right. anything for, that's kind uh, of for everyone at home. Brett is very nicely dressed, not at all hipstery, I would say. <laughs> but I think Coachella dress is like jean cutoffs and bandanas, right, like a, right. a men's tank top. Showing you, I'm showing okay. Brett a Google <laughs> image search for Coachella fashion men. It's a lot of, like, <laughs> backpacks and kind of tank tops and sunglasses and fedora-type hats. Have you ever worn one of these? No, no. Or, like, floral floral <laughs> prints. Who did you go with? My best friend from high school who's, who's in the L.A. music scene. Oh, we should also note Brett's a DJ. Oh, wait, I didn't even know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm a dad. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, was, I was a long time dj here in the city those aren't mutually exclusive yeah i feel like you should yeah. use, actually i feel like you should lean into the dad right. thing for your dj honestly what's and, your dj name bert fox oh I, my gosh i, I want to get you back to coachella then yeah you should be on set. you should be on that stage when leo's like traipsing about <laughs> um, oh my god well thank you brett for joining us to give the coachella <laughs> report <laughs> absolutely very weird to be on the other side of the camera so is this, your, is this your first time being interviewed on a podcast yeah oh, oh wow yeah. maybe we'll just have a segment every episode yeah, where... no, I, I like this if it is a segment it's i want it to be called frogmore cottage <laughs> okay frogmore cottage frogmore with... cottage and i and never an explanation like that's just what it's called <laughs> that's my segment yeah. yeah very okay here's another one of the mad libs things Great. just this whole sentence 
Bootsy Bellows hosted a huge pool party sponsored by McDonald's and Sun at a private estate which brought out stars like Kendall Jenner, Gigi Hadid, Haley Baldwin. They all hung out together at a VIP table by the pool while Woods and her, er, while Jordan Woods and her mom, Elizabeth, hung mm. out at a separate table close by. The song of the weekend was definitely Lil Nas' Old Town Road remix featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, which got partygoers hyped every single time it came on. Nothing has ever sounded more authentic <laughs> than Julie reading this. I, I just can't get over this whole scene. I would love if any of our listeners were on the ground at Coachella and yeah, yeah. any of these celebrities. Please call in. We would love some exclusive tips. I saw I saw Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom were there. I, I know Orlando in a wild in a one wild piece, one piece. Obviously, outfit. The Bieber video was very memorable to me with Billy and um, James Corden being there threw me off a little, honestly. Um, oh, Gigi Hadid was doing McDonald's Spawn Con. Did you see that? <laughs> like she was no. she was eating McDonald's French fries and posting about it on Instagram. I don't, I don't know why that stood out to me, but it did. Um, Julie, did you have any friends who went or anyone? Julie's in LA. Did, did the town drain? Although all the influencers drained out of town this weekend. Did you notice a difference walking around the streets? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna really pay attention this weekend. So it sounds like it, you didn't notice much difference last <laughs> I didn't weekend. Any difference? <laughs> also, my social intersection there is no overlap <laughs> probably between the people who go to Coachella. Sorry, Brett. Brett, and, that doesn't count you. Yes, and and your friend group. Um, yes. Well, one of these years, Julie and I will go. We'll oh, we should also there. note the big news of Coachella was that NSYNC reunited for... Did you, Julie just shrugged as if she could not care less. Um, NSYNC does not mean a thing to Julie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> but but if Justin Timberlake had been there, maybe she would care a little bit more. I'm just putting words into her mouth. Um, but it was still exciting to some, I believe. All right. Well, yeah, let us know if you went to Coachella either weekend one or you have plans to go weekend two. I'd be curious if anyone had any celebrity sightings or if they hurt here about anything that went on there. I feel like that'd be a good place for celeb sightings. Like you probably end up seeing a lot that the uh, tipsters don't always see. Yes. No, I love it. Please, you can then leave us a voicemail at 347-790-0966 with any of those sightings. You can also follow us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. Follow us individually. I'm at Jay Duboff. I'm at Julie W. Miller. We also have an Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by our Coachella man on the street, Brad Fuchs. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.